Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Uplifting Women. I'm Kristen Strunk, and I'm here with my co-host, Holly Tesca. And today we are excited to be joined by Mindy Huebner. Mindy is an intuitive mindset mastery coach an international board of coaches and practitioners certified coach and a neuro-linguistic program practitioner. She's a health and life and success coach and a clinical hypnotherapist. Wow. That's a, that is powerhouse (laughs) right there. Mindy knows rewiring your brain is the key to unlocking your magic so that you can create a soul aligned business and extraordinary life. Her number one mission is helping women to reveal and release their limiting beliefs and embrace the confident, wildly successful humans they already are on the inside. Mindy has taught, coached, and mentored her entire adult life and helped thousands of women to create more success in every area of their lives. 2022 found her on a podcast world tour where she shared her mission and actionable steps with hundreds of thousands of people on over 75 podcasts. In late fall of 2022, she launched a 10-episode limited series podcast on how rewiring the brain unlocks the magic and success within you that is downloaded to this day. She believes all women deserve a champion, someone to hold space for their limitlessness and believes in the greatness while women learn to believe in it for themselves. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, that was really a welcome. And I got really choked up at the end because I, because most people don't share all of that. Every woman deserves a champion and it is an honor to hold that space for women. Just an honor. You're my hero. You're (laughs) our hero, actually, for doing that because we feel the same way and part of the birth of this podcast really was all about just helping women feel their own power, be inspired by other women, recognize that we all have challenges to overcome. And it's a daily work in progress, right? We are who we are. You need to figure out how do you capture that energy, that brilliance that you have and put it to good use. Whatever way it makes sense for you. No judgment. We get to hold two truths. I just had this conversation today with a client. You are enough and you get to evolve. It's not or, right? It's and. 
I'm happy and proud and content where I am. And I get to get happier and prouder and more content, right? I get to grow. I get to evolve. And I think that so many times it's about the, and this is so cliche, it's about the destination and not the journey. And that couldn't be farther from helping us become destinations are beautiful milestones. The journey is how we change our identity and be consistently become the women who, the humans who, as opposed to trying to out hustle a limiting belief, like muscle our way to a goal or an outcome that we want that is not sustainable, which is like where my story starts and being able to see that every time I cast a vote for that vision that I have for myself, that I am becoming the woman who I am shifting my identity, my subconscious programming. Wow. So, so we want to hear that story. <laughs> How did all of this come to be? Right? I was born. No, I'm just kidding. I have, I realized that I had a limiting belief for about 40 years or so of my life. I'm sure it started when I was very young. So it was 2015, 2016 or so. And I had been in direct sales and led a large team, very successful, top seller, type A, driven, all the things, right? On the constant hustle bus and didn't know any other way. And my company closed my division and it was this beautiful opportunity to take a pause. And that pause was a huge eye-opening moment of, okay, you had a really successful business and your life, you're putting the pieces together. You're creating exactly the life that you want and you're freaking exhausted and this is not sustainable. What are you doing? What is happening? That was the moment that I started diving into all things, brain, habits, subconscious, like anything I could get my hands on to figure out, I really love my life. Why, why am I so tired? <laughs> What is going on and why can't I, and here was the limiting belief, rest. And it was because I believed that rest was lazy. And that is, uh, I, when I think about that and think about how I felt, my chest just got so heavy and then just went, nope, that's not you anymore. You don't believe that anymore. Flipping that limiting belief, realizing that was a subconscious program running in the background that was driving me because we'll talk about your subconscious and your conscious and how those work, but it was driving me all the time. Understanding that and being able to reprogram that to now, I believe rest breeds creativity and productivity. And so you'll find me resting. <laughs> A lot of, I'm making up now in this half of my life for all the rest I never took in the first 40 some years of my life. I love that. And it's so true. And I think, and we've talked about this on the podcast before about how women feel this, this compulsion to constantly be in movement, yes. constant movement and then feel tremendous guilt if they take a rest. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the spa. Oh my God. What a guilty pleasure. And we yeah. call it that a guilty pleasure. Right? Mm -hmm. So thank God for that. And you know, what's really sad is I think many times we hear a, a similar story in that it takes a breakdown it takes yes. a burnout or a breakdown 
in order for us to realize that there's another way. And that is the important part of the story. It is. Yeah. There's always, you have choice. This is something that I work with clients on all the time. It's we can say I have to, or we can say I get to. Which one feels better? Which one feels like you're in charge? See, I want to be in charge all the time. (laughs) So I want to feel like I have a choice and I get to think a better thought, shift my energy, walk away, close my mouth. I get to. I have all these choices about who I'm being and who I desire to be. And the get to was a huge shift as well, like teaching that and modeling that from I have to, I get to, because I lived in I have to in the hustle, the 24 seven grind, the compulsion. When you said compulsion, Holly, my throat got tight. I'm like, it was a compulsion that I didn't even, I couldn't comprehend. And releasing myself from that and seeing all the gains that have happened. And then my growth skyrocketed, my spirituality just shot to a new level. Of course, my business, right? My income went crazy when I let go of that limiting belief and I allowed myself to step into all that was waiting for me when I chose to rest. And you said spa, and I'm just even talking about like, kicking my feet up on a Saturday, like that just did not, it just wasn't a thing. And yeah, I married someone who also believed that rest was lazy, which was unfortunate. <laughs> I'm so there's just constant movement. There's just constant movement. <laughs> Have you brought him along on your, your journey? Somewhat. That it's okay to rest? Somewhat, somewhat. Not nearly, uh, he's not nearly as evolved as I am in that vein. And we each, get to do our own thing. And I just don't allow, I don't allow any projection onto me because we can all unknowingly project. And so I just go, nope, I'm resting and I'm happy to rest. (laughs) Yeah. Just kicking up with a book and feeling okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like -hmm. like you're not stealing time from some other more important thing. I'm sitting here with a book and I'm reading with my feet up that's the most important thing that I need to be doing right now. Exactly. And I don't want to feel guilty about it. Exactly. So interesting. And I've heard you say in the last couple of minutes, a few times, the words and the choice of getting to pick and select the verbiage that you're using when you talk to yourself. So can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that and how changing that can move you past a limiting belief? Yes, absolutely. So your brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on your beliefs. You have this filter that it it has to, right? The amount of data that comes at you in a day and the amount that you can actually process. Think about an old time like mailroom where they're sorting it in the slots, right? And the things are going, there has to be some sort of filtering system So you're not that like brain exploding emoji, right? Like mind blown. So there has to be a filter for it to just be able to go, oh, we're just going to delete this. We're just going to go that she believes X. So we'll just delete this information that will counter that belief. And then she'll have to stop her program. Like your brain wants to save you the most calories. It loves to automate and prove you right. So when our words 
disempower us, we win. And when our words empower us, we win. We're always winning the game we're playing. The words that we use help us rewire our brain and rewire our subconscious, especially when we tap into the pictures and sounds and feelings, because this is how your subconscious processes of those words. So when I say rest breeds creativity and productivity, I can feel that in my body. I can feel how good rest feels and how productive I get to feel after I've taken that rest and the creativity that I allow in when I go for a walk outside and just be. I tap into those. What does that sound like? What does that feel like? What, what am I seeing when I think that? The more that we connect our conscious and our subconscious, the conscious speaking with the subconscious feeling, you, the, wow, this is where you're going to experience those next level shifts when you align your conscious and your subconscious. That's cool. That's very cool. So what are some ways that you actually practice doing that? Yeah, I practice so much that I don't know how I don't practice. Like this is, I'm also the kind of person that, why not? Like, why not try this? Why not do this? Why not? And not, why not? Why can't I have this? Or why can't I have that? Why not me is the path that I've chosen. So when I practice aligning my conscious and subconscious, number one, I practice with affirmations and what beliefs am I feeling in my body? And Kristen talked about recognizing a limiting belief. So before I tell you how I practice, let's talk about that for just a second. One way to recognize a limiting belief is to recognize a way that you're showing up in your life that isn't serving you. You're like, why do I keep doing this? Why am I, why when this happens, do I do this? When we start to become aware like that, and we know that it's a choice, I don't actually have to respond like that, or I don't actually have to drop everything when my phone rings, or I don't have, right? Like that we, when we decide to become aware, then we can see behaviors and or ways of being that aren't as empowering as they could be. I won't say positive and negative. I will say empowering and disempowering, right? Because that's how it is for us. And so is this action that I'm taking, this belief that I'm having, or this way that I am being, does this empower me or disempower me? And the moment I go, this is disempowering, or it's not moving me to where I want to be, then I can tune in and go, okay, what's the belief here? What am I thinking about this? And that's the first step into unwiring that limiting belief and or rewiring a new program in there with something more empowering, shifting your attention to something more empowering. So the way I practice is affirmations and you can stair step affirmations. If you want to start neutral, I'm a woman who can recognize choices. Maybe you're not ready to say, I'm a woman who has choices. Because you feel like I don't have choices. So you can stair step to, I'm a woman who is learning to recognize there are choices. I'm a woman who, you can start stair stepping that way to get all the way to what's the ultimate belief that you want? What's the ultimate affirmation that you want to be able to feel? I'm a woman who has every choice, right? I'm a woman who makes amazing choices. 
So that's one way I like to, that. to practice. Yeah, I really like that too, because sometimes people are really afraid of this kind of thing. So that it makes it, all right, I'll step in and try this. I'll give it a shot. I'm a little, I'm like you, I'm a little more bold. I'm like, oh, well, what have I got to lose? Exactly. Right? Especially at my age, it's like, I better try it now. Who knows when I'll have a chance? <laughs> so I, the older I get, the more carefree I get about mm. trying things because it's, what am I going to lose? <laughs> so, yeah, I, but I do think it's scary to change. Absolutely. You know, you're programmed we get so, <laughs> we are programmed that way. And something that I talk about with my clients is, how does that shape your identity Mm -hmm. and how does letting go of that make you feel as though you're losing your identity when in reality, what you're doing is you're transforming it. Yes. Yes. You're transforming it, but that sometimes those very first steps Mm -hmm. just feel crushing. Oh my God. If I let go of this, who will I be? And that's it. It's the fear of who will I be? Because the brain mm-hmm. also loves the known. And it, it, yes. it stays in it stays in what it deems love, safety, and belonging. Even if you mm-hmm. don't love it there anymore, even if you don't feel safe anymore, and even if you don't want to belong to that club anymore, it's still the known. And so we won't shift until the pain of the known is greater than the perceived pain of the unknown. Most of us will hit the brick wall, hit the brick wall, hit the brick wall. There has to be a burnout situation. There has to be whatever, right? Like rock bottom kind of thing to go, okay, well, couldn't get any worse than this. So I guess I'll step into the other thing. And that's where the choice gets to come in, where we get to say, okay, I, I actually, I don't like this here anymore. What if I decided to try something else on? And what you said about transforming your identity, I had a personal experience with that as well, that was so profound. Identity is this beautiful thing until we make it a box that stops us from growth, right? When we say, this is who I am. And one of the identities that I had was I'm a runner and I got injured. And guess what? I wasn't a runner and I was devastated. Who am I? What does that mean then if I can't run? And so I got the opportunity to step back take a breath and lean in and say, okay, wait, what was it about running, about being the embodiment of a runner that was so fulfilling to me? I love to move my body in that way. I love to be a woman who moves her body. It feels good to me. I like that. I like being outside. I like, and so I found all the things that I loved about running and I leaned into a new identity, more expansive, When I heal, I may be a runner again, and I am. I healed and I was able to run again. Until then, my new identity is I'm a woman who loves to move her body. This makes me feel strong. This makes me feel empowered. So I get to do it in more ways than one. And the moment our identity boxes us in is the moment we go, okay, wait a minute. And then we get to transform it, right? Give it this little push of I'm fighting for my limitations as opposed to my limitlessness. Yeah. The other thing I'm really curious about, you're obviously in your 40s. Actually, I'm Um, I'm 51. (laughs) You look damn good, woman. Must be all that running. (laughs) 
you know, how do we help women at a younger stage start to see this? Because in in the world that I'm that I play in, people they get to their mid forties, and sometimes we call this a midlife crisis. I don't think it's a midlife crisis. I think it's a midlife awakening. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a crisis. I think it's an awakening mm-hmm. to what the hell have I been doing? Why, why, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I don't belong in my body right now? Everything feels messed up. How do we help? How do we help women get to this place of awareness earlier in their careers before they have to experience? Cause to me, that equals that lack of awareness equals waste. Okay. It's waste. We, right. Things that we could be doing that would make us feel more fulfilled, that would take us in the direction of our purpose sooner in life, give us more time to achieve whatever we aspire to do. How do we get women to do that younger? One way is we get to model for them. We get to be the wise. So there's <laughs> maiden mother crone. <laughs> and while I don't love crone, we're all in that phase. Like that's the wise phase, right? That yep. that next phase of life. And we get to be these amazing models of look what works. And I made the mistakes like lean into me because I just want to share with you. Not I'm telling you what to do. Not I know better. Here, what if you got curious about this? Because here's what I found on my journey. Mm-hmm. And that's a big yeah. difference right there. And allowing them, word swaps are huge in just rewiring everything. And so when I have clients that should on themselves, I should have done mm-hmm. this. I should have changed this. I should have pursued that passion. We take a big pause and go in the future from now on and next time, because that's all we can change. Blessing and releasing the past is huge and just honor to this place. And those experiences got me here to be able to go, "Mm, I'd like some different experiences. (laughs) And from now on and in the future and next time, I'm going to take this into consideration. I'm going to allow more of this. I'm going to create a stronger boundary. It really is an opportunity through modeling. And then also, again, through what kind of, because you may not get in front of someone for them to see you really modeling that, but the words that we use to help them recognize the words that they're using as well. It's all about an awareness and just inviting them to be more aware. Who am I? These are two questions that I always ask myself and invite clients to get really curious about who am I being and who do I want to be? Is this in this moment, am I present like I want to be? Am I showing up the way I want to? Just really taking a little bit of self inventory. In the beginning, Kristen said, I coach women to have a soul aligned business. And sometimes people are like, what does that even mean? It means a business that serves you first. And so your life also gets to serve you first, because how are you going to be at your highest and best? 
if everything, if you're not setting things up to support you, a business that serves you first, a life that serves you first is this beautiful support net. And there's people that support you. It's knowing that you're worthy of support in that way. There's boundaries that support you. There's words that support you. There's practices that support you. Yeah. Confucius was smart in that do work that you love and you'll never work a day in your life because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work. Right? Exactly. It just feels like it's completely integrated into who you are and how you show up in all aspects of your life. And it's supporting of that. It's just, it just befuddles me that it just takes us so long to get there. I want to evolve. I want to evolve humans faster. Now, as you say, some of this is about sharing your own life experiences with others and not to judge or not to say that's what they should do because I everybody comes to where they are with their own toolbox, so to speak. Their collection of life experiences that have shaped what stands before you now, you know? Exactly. And I can't tell you what to do because you're using a very different toolbox. I've not lived your life. I I don't know what's good for you or not. All I can do is ask you questions and help exactly. you reframe you're thinking about it. Exactly. What, and yeah. the quality of the questions determines the quality of our lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am huge on only asking the question why when we're casting a vision or casting a dream. Like, why is this yes. important to me? Why do I want to create this? Why is having a solo line business so important? Like, yeah. why? And asking the seven whys deep, like all the whys. That is when why really serves us. Any other time, what, how, when, like, what is making me feel this way? Not why, because the moment we say why we go, because, and we tell a story, this is just how we're like wired right, right. up. If you ask, we justify, kid, yeah, you, yeah. Ask a you try kid, to, to justify because like, because of the first words out and then, you know, yeah. a right. story is going to come. And when we say what that allows us to stop and think. What does make me say I'm overwhelmed? What? Not, not why do I say I'm overwhelmed? I say I'm overwhelmed because I'm overwhelmed because of this, because of that. What makes me say I'm overwhelmed? Then you tune in. You're like, my schedule is really, it's, there's too much on it. I don't get enough help at home. I, and you start to really recognize when you ask yourself better questions. Yeah, I completely agree. So as you think about helping women, especially, and you think about some of those limiting beliefs that we've talked about and that support that we can ask for and get and recognize, what are some of the really common limiting beliefs that you work with your clients on and how do we work through maybe reprogramming ourselves mm-hmm. for some of them. One of the common limiting beliefs, and this is very interesting. So I, I can see a, a split in my clients and the ones that are 40 and older, and then the ones that are under 40, the ones that are under 40 tend to be much more overwhelmed, which is just my recognition of who my base is. And so the under 40 ones with the overwhelm, we really do a lot of 
stopping and recognizing that we're always winning the game that we're playing. So we think a thought over and over again. I'm overwhelmed. It becomes a belief. It becomes an emotion, right? You can feel it happening in your body. And then it becomes an I am statement. And what we say after I am are some of the most powerful words in the universe. Like we are affirming. And so when we say, I am overwhelmed, guess what your filter does? Proves it to you. Your RAS, your reticular activating system, right? Is now allowing in everything for you to prove that you're overwhelmed. Because you're literally claiming it as your identity. I am overwhelmed. Now there's no shade or shame in this. There's no guilt in this. This is your opportunity then. And I work with clients on this. This is your opportunity to go, okay, wait a minute. I feel overwhelmed. It doesn't necessarily make me the poster child for overwhelm, right? What are some things that I can do? What are some better questions that I can ask? How do I want to feel instead? And how do I want to show up differently? And start like leaning into that, right? What makes me feel so overwhelmed? So I really recognize this overwhelm in, and I'm not saying anything about my younger clients. I just notice it there. I also notice on both sides of the spectrum, overthinking. So the overthinking, and I have suffered from this and continue <laughs> to suffer from overthinking myself. However, I am not an overthinker, right? I experience overthinking. There's a big difference. This is the type A perfectionist, super driven. That is that personality. And the people pleaser. I notice there too that, and I'm not labeling anyone, this is some tendencies that come up to people please, right? Those kinds of things. So that one, when we see that, like the overthinking, typically when we have a limiting belief, it's a protection. So if I believe I'm overwhelmed, or if I believe that I'm an overthinker, what is this protecting me from? If I overthink, then I have a lesser chance of making a mistake. If I overthink, I'll get it right. If I overthink, which is the only thing that limiting beliefs protect us from is success, right? That's it. They only stop us from getting what we want. They don't actually protect us from those things. And a huge one is, and they don't even realize until I give them words, is that they can't have a soul aligned business. Here's what I find with my super successful clients. They've created a business, a really successful business. They know how to make money, hands down. And they have taken pieces of other people's businesses to put together their own, right? Modeled strategies and things like that. And they're at this place, Holly called it a, a midlife moment, <laughs> not a crisis. <laughs> they're at this place where all of a sudden, I don't, like the way I have to show up in this. Like I am spending way more time in this business than I want to. And I don't believe that there's a way out of that. So now this business that I created that I love, that's doing the things that I want, income freedom, location freedom, all of a sudden now it's not serving me first and I don't like it. And my belief is I can't change it. That is huge. That is a huge one that they, almost every one of them come to me with. 
without even realizing it. They think they have to continue to show up the way they've shown up and fight for their limitations. Yeah, I think I couldn't agree more. And and I've worked with people exactly the same way. And it's it's recognizing where you have choices and what it is that you want from your life at this moment in time. And when you were busy ramping all of this up and getting it pulled together, that may have been the objective, but maybe now it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and again, there's the identity metamorphosis that has to occur again. Absolutely. And we play this out so many times in our life as we move from one stage to the next stage to the next stage. And sometimes I just think people don't have the words for it or the understanding that it's, it's a natural part of being a human being to constantly evolve and change. And it's okay. The other side of the equation that we haven't talked about at all, we have power to change ourselves and I completely buy into everything that you said, Mindy. I'm perfectly aligned with it. And the piece that's hard for people, I think, is the forces that work against them when they're trying to change, right? Because whether or not I like what you do or I don't like what you do, I know how to work with you. And now if I see you changing holy moly, I've got to figure it out all over again. And that's going to cause me angst. So I've got this invested interest in keeping you as you are, just so I don't have to rewire how I work with you. You know, I just call that out because it's a reality that I think sometimes people underestimate that when you want to go through some type of a transformation yourself, it's hard work already for you you need to line up your allies to help you because if you don't, if you don't express that need, you can find yourself with people at the top of the hill. You're trying to climb throwing stones down at you as opposed to throwing you a rope. 100%. When I started my, when I first started coaching after I left coaching my direct sales team, my first certification was health coaching And one of the hardest things for women to do was shift some ways that they were eating. And because food is love, like you, you go to your mother-in-law's and she's like, why aren't you eating more here? I made this eat this. And it's not an intentional sabotage on you, right? It's someone else's deal. It's not your deal. And I experienced this in my life. This is so wild. I'm so glad you brought this up. I quit drinking, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. I I lost count. Let me tell you what a shakeup that was for other people. (laughs) It had nothing to do with anyone else. And yet there was all this like weirdness and triggeredness because I wasn't drinking. Like, can't you just have one? Probably, but I don't want to. Why there were, see what people tend to do is they make it about them. Your change is saying, this is what we do. You should change too. You should 
stop doing this behavior and do this instead. Like you should, well, we're not saying that at all. Right. We're just right. following our own path. Period. Right? Yeah. And, yep. Absolutely. hundred yes. percent. And people yes. do not get that. People don't get that. And it makes it so much harder for those who want to create change in their lives, whatever it happens to be, whether it's, I don't want to drink anymore, or it could be somebody dealing with, you know, an addiction or something. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe part of the reason that people have a hard time getting over addictions is not just their own internal talk track. It's the talk track of the people and the environment around them. Exactly. What yeah. happens is, even if you just take mindset, like if you have grown up with people who have a fixed mindset and you start adapting a growth mindset, what happens is those people then feel like if they buy into your new growth mindset, their map of the world now has to change. And they start shaming themselves about, just like you talked about, I lived my whole life believing X, Y, Z, that this is just how life is and it has to be hard. And the, but if I start believing Kristen and Holly and Mindy, oh, it could have been better. Like they, they turn it into this, just they want to dig their heels in and say, no, nope. mm -hmm. if I believe you, then that means my whole view of the world has to change. And then I have to change, just like you said. And I've experienced all of these things in my life where I've gotten the pushback of no one could be as happy with their life as you. You're fake. Nope. I just have a lot of choices and I love them and I lean into them. When I don't like something in my life, I change it. <laughs> Amazing. Because <laughs> we're that powerful. Right. We're that powerful. You can decide yeah. to stay where you are because that's just as hard work, isn't it? Oh, I'm feeling how heavy it is to stay unhappy, to stay in a place that isn't serving you anymore or to shift from that. Yeah. And therein lies the root of burnout hmm? because it sucks so much energy to stay in that place that's got you so unhappy mm -hmm. that it just takes every bit of energy that you have and sucks it right out of your body exactly. and then leaves you broken, sick, depressed, all those bad things. So yes. I, I choose your way better, much better. <laughs> it's a much better way. It's a more expansive way, right? Like that, like you, I'm just all about choice. Don't tell me what to do. Give me options, right? I have always bucked the system and not, please don't tell me what to do. Like, it's the, when my, oh, wait, a siren just went off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when my husband says to be like, you should have, I'm like, uh, my bad. No, don't tell me what I should do. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. I'm all about choice. Been a fun conversation. Really I, fun. Thank you. I would love to give a couple tips on other ways to rewire besides affirmations. If that, I'm just a Please. little short. Okay. Love awesome. that. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. Some other ways that we can start rewiring our brain today, right away. Affirmations, like we talked about, and visualization. Now, 
visualization doesn't have to mean see. If you don't visualize, if you close your eyes and I say, imagine this, and you're like, yeah, I got nothing. That's okay. What do you, what about hearing it, tasting it, feeling it? Because remember, your subconscious is pictures and sounds and feelings. So you can visualize that way as well. Meditation is an amazing way to rewire your brain. And it doesn't have to be you sitting for 30 minutes, like blank that I can't, I cannot meditate that way. My brain goes too fast. It just refuses to slow down that much. Now I can do about a minute <laughs> in a blank meditation. And then I'm just, I love guided meditation. I love walking meditation. Anytime we can meditate. So there could be power statements in a meditation. It could just be a guided visualization to release, to expand, to walk on a beach. Like it, it doesn't matter to start rewiring in the direction of empowering you more of reprogramming your subconscious to move forward for you and to support you so that your conscious and your subconscious are aligned. And the very last way, I mean, there's a whole bunch more ways, but the very last way that you can start today is what I call mental rehearsal. And now this is visualization on steroids. This is what Olympic uh, gold medal athletes use. Michael Phelps, musicians use this all the time. Your brain does not know the difference between real and imagined. So this is a wonderful phenomenon. <laughs> you get to mentally rehearse a moment in time, a whole day, a conversation, a presentation. You get to see it from start to finish and feel it and taste it, all the things. So let's say you want to drink more water. You want to, let's do that one better. Let's say you want to be a water drinker because we want the identity. We don't just want to try and get there, right? We want the identity of. So let's say you want to be a water drinker. You want to drink more than one glass of water. Okay, great. So in, if I want to be a water drinker and I want to drink three eight ounce glasses of water a day, I'm going to see myself. I'm going to feel myself. I'm going to hear myself. I'm going to taste myself. It's going to take me like 10 seconds to see me waking up in the morning, I hear the alarm go off, I feel the bed underneath me, I get up and go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth and I drink a big glass of water. And I say, it feels really good to drink that water because I'm becoming a water drinker. And then it, I see my watch go off and bing and say, hydrate, because hydrated women run the world. And then I get another glass of water. And then I see myself kicked up at the end of the day, having that last glass of water out of a really fun glass going, feels really good to be hydrated. Like I love being a water drinker. Boom. I've just mentally rehearsed how I want to show up. I've felt it. I've tasted it. I've heard it. I've seen it. All the things, because now I've aligned my conscious, I want to be a water drinker, with my subconscious, pictures and sounds and feelings, and I've mentally rehearsed. I've seen it from A to B, and now I'll start casting votes for that version of me because I've seen all the ways that I can cast votes for it, right? I can set an alarm. I can write a sticky note. I can have a fun glass. How can I support myself to shift into this expanse, expanded identity? Very cool. I love that. And I love, I love bringing the somatic piece into this. I truly believe um, so many people, probably the bulk of the population walks around. You could just be ahead. 
because the because people just don't tap into all the rest of what's going on and missing out on a lot. So I love your ideas here of bringing in the vision, the senses, right? Yes, Recognizing exactly that we can feel, we can touch, we can hear, we can taste, we can, when every time you layer on something more to that, you just expand the experience and create the pathway for that, exactly. for that exactly. new identity. Yes. Beautiful. I love it. Very practical. Any final words of wisdom? I think that was amazing. Where can our listeners get in touch with you? Mindy, awesome. Yes. And I'm Mindy Hebner everywhere. <laughs> so everywhere. I'm on, I love TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I'm also on Instagram. So you can find me Mindy Hebner anywhere. My website is MindyHebner.com where you'll also be able to access my limited series podcast about rewiring your brain and the difference that can make for you. And words of wisdom. I I said it before, but I'll, I'll reiterate. You get to consistently ask yourself, like, who, without shame or guilt, this is a curiosity. I'm going to invite you to ditch judgment and step into curiosity and say, who am I being right now? And who do I want to be? And just start by asking the question, because the answer might be, I'm being the woman who doesn't want to do X or isn't going to do this or whatever. And that's okay. You can be her. Like, okay, how long do I want to be her? (laughs) Who am I being and who do I want to be? And the moment that you start asking yourself this question, like, who do I want to be? What would that look like? And how could I cast a vote right now to be more her? Because I'm still me. I'm amazing. Like, you're a masterpiece. And so how could I cast a vote right now? What's one thought I could have? What's one action I could take? It's not always action, right? If What's one way I could be right now to be a woman who's more present? If that's who am I being right now? I'm being a woman whose face is buried in her phone. And who do I want to be? I want to be more present. Okay. What are my options here? What can I do? What can I think? What can I feel instead? Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Mindy. It's really been a pleasure to talk with you and um, lots of really good ideas for our listeners. Be everything you want to be. Step into the person that you know you can be. Just take those first steps as small as they are. They're on the path. Exactly. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure to hang out with both of you. And I love that it just feels like a conversation. Like we're just hanging out, talking. Because I don't do small talk. Like I go right to the deep stuff. (laughs) So this was just a regular conversation for me. (laughs) It was amazing. Thank you so much, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women Podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to uplifting women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.